Chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan reporting live for duty February 12th, 2018. Welcome to Jonathan Ramcharan the podcast. This is a podcast and you can tell everybody this is a podcast. I hope you don't mind. I hope you don't mind. Elton John apparently is on tour, final tour. This um, lady at my, um, one of the jobs I work, she was telling me about it and she was going to buy tickets and apparently tickets are like astronomical. Um, yeah, man, just kind of like those glasses he wears. <laughs> astronomical. And um, I don't know, I'd love to go see him. He's one of the greats, one of the great rock uh, artists of uh that classic rock era you know but um rocket man and um i don't know why i mentioned that i was just thinking about um elton and uh for some reason (laughs) i don't know let's burn that so anyway, um, I'm a comedian. I live in Toronto, Canada, and um, this is the podcast about you know comedy allegedly, and um, <clears throat> you know also it's about um, you know acting as I'm an actor. It's also about sobriety as I'm an alcoholic, and it's about um, just day to day life. You know, is that a good sell? <laughs> You know, I'm not trying to be too cute and whimsical. I don't know. Like, um, the more you try to, I don't know, encroach, encroach upon uh, life, I feel it just kind of adds a little bit of unnecessary anxiety, you know, overwhelming feelings of blah, 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 or whatever. So... I try not to think too much about anything anymore, you know, like, um, that's part of my sobriety too, is just like the gratitude of being alive. Like, I truly don't even care about anything other than being alive and, uh, sober. Like, of course I want all the things that life has to offer, you know, I want my, um, health, I want my career, I want love, I want a family, all those things, but um, just the main thing is just to be grateful to be alive. Like I was on my work, on my way to work today, and um, I was passing by this bird's nest, right, with like a sparrow's um, colony, and it was just, it was illuminated by like um, these um, upward slanted LED lights. And it had this beautiful glow to it. And it was like 7, sorry, more like 6 a.m. this morning. And um, the lights are on. And there's like a little bit of a shadow glaring. 
and these sparrows are just buzzing around and they're not just eating, they're not just existing, they're not just existing. They were doing more than that, they were socializing. These sparrows were socializing, socializing. They were socialists, these fucking red cat pieces of shit. I want to ship them back to the fucking red state. No, these uh, sparrows, they were, they were fucking socializing, and it was just really uplifting. And I'm like, oh yeah, the sparrow colony, right? I pass by this little sparrow colony sometimes, right? And I, I totally forgot about it, right? And I bought all these sunflower seeds, right? So I'm like, oh shit. You know, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bring you guys some sunflower seeds tomorrow. And they're like... They gave me like a little wing. Like they, they flapped a little wing at me. God, I love sparrows. And um, these are the things that are on my mind these days. Um, just the gratitude for life. And um, just always trying to cut back on the anxiety. You know, the anxiety to... Um, I guess be something, you know what I mean? I already am myself, and um, that's good enough. So as I said, um, I'm an alcoholic. Um, as you can tell by that, um, I don't know what you want to call that metaphysical ramble that I just did. Um, I live in Toronto, Canada, and now with like a year today i'm actually well yesterday i was yesterday i was one year and three months sober and um you know i was talking with some people at my meeting just about like um you know the reality of um alcoholism and what we were like on our first uh couple months the early stages of our recovery and we were talking about um the jitters. I got the fucking jitter bug blues. Honey. You know, we were talking about the, the, the fucking jitters. And um, a lot of us had the jitters like a motherfucker. Like it's the jitters is like when you're in a state of mind where you're having like anxiety attacks. You're, you're trying to catch your breath. You're trying to catch you're trying to calm down you're trying to calm yourself down you're you're overworked well i wouldn't say <laughs> that's the last thing an alcoholic ever is <laughs> we weren't overworked but we were like overly stressed and um just kind of shaking and jittery and you, you're crawling in your skin and you're having an anxiety attack and you're in this agitated state of mind like just indefinitely and it's just a horrible state to be in and, you know, we were talking about some of the detox centers that, you know, our, our uh, group helps to, um, you know, do service work in. We go and talk to different people that are um, freshly sober. And um, we were just reminiscing about our time in the early stages of recovery with the jitters, man. It's a horrible state of mind. You're, you're crawling in your skin. You're anxious, you can't calm down, you can't catch your breath, you can't catch a break. And um, this is all just um, stuff that I'm grateful for this day and age, you know? Also, an interesting little um, situation yesterday was um, after, after my meeting, um, I walked home with um, somebody in my fellowship, she's a lady, 
and um, she's got like, um, I guess like two years, coming up two years of sobriety, and you know, she had a rough and tumble life, you know, she was a very, um, uh, sick individual at one point in her life, you know, when she got her life together, she's two years sober coming up, and she was telling me about some of her trials and tribulations, man, and, you know, she had that real fucking street, st- fucking smoker voice, you know, she's like, ah, you know, you fucking, you know, ah, you know, fuck, I, you know, I was, lo- I lost my fucking health card, and I lost my fucking wallet, and, you know, I was out there on the street sucking cock for fucking money, you know, but this is just what I had to do, and my, ne- my knees busted, and, blah, 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 and she, you know, and I hate to be so, um, vulgar, and I hope I'm not sounding, um, condescending, but I'm a comedian, and that's just how I see the world, that's just how I have to see it, you know, uh, that's how I see it. And it's not a slight on anybody, but it's just my rendition. So she's like, ah, you know, ah, you know, check this out. Uh, you know, I got this CBD oil pen, and uh, I take CBD oil for my knee. So she, she takes out, like, this CBD oil pen vaporizer, and she takes a puff of it. And I'm just like, you know, kind of taken back a little bit because, you know, I'm not too sure what the dosage is. I don't know if if she's getting like, um, uh, like, is she really getting a buzz off of it or is she using it for the pain? But you know what? This is a woman that used to suck cock on the street for money, for alcohol and crack cocaine. So, you know, you got to live and let live and let it be. You know what I mean? So I'm like Jesus. I'm walking down the street with this hooker, but, um, it's getting in my mind that, um, what if, you know, just for old time's sake, we slip back into a little routine, you know? Like, maybe we can break off a little deal. Nah, I'm just joking. Those are thoughts that go through my mind. And I'm thinking, yeah, you know what? Jesus hung out with the lepers and the, and the prostitutes. But, you know, he, you know, he was probably a freak himself, you know? Creepy-ass fucking toga-wearing weirdo with a long haircut. I suggest you do what your father did. Get a job! The revolution's over, Lebowski! Do you hear me, Lebowski? <laughs> I, I suggest you do what your father did. Get a haircut. Get a job. You know, you guys get my Big Lebowski reference there? Jesus was a weirdo. And um, anyway, you know, Jesus walked with the prostitutes, and um, he probably from time to time thought about crossing over the dark side. But, you know, that was just something that went through my head. And, um, you know, I've been there before with the escorts. And um, like I said, there's no need for me to be condescending in this conversation. It takes two to tango. If you're going to be an escort or if you're going to pay for those services, you're the same person. And I said it before and I say it again. And, um, yeah, so I'm walking with this lady and, um, I don't know, she just felt like, I guess she just wanted to walk with somebody and talk. I mean, that's kind of the vibe I got from her. She, um, like, I do know her from my fellowship, but um, I wasn't, like, overly interested in spending any time outside of, um, you know, our meetings together. But, you know, she wanted to go for a walk and talk. We were going in the same direction, so we did. And it was fine. And, um, you know, just hearing her story, it just, and we were talking about personal space, like, 
how similar how similar we were in our um, dislike for um, you know people that don't respect personal space. Like you'd be surprised how many people in a society just really have no concept of personal space. Like if you'd be sitting on the bus or if you'd be sitting at a coffee shop or you're walking down the street, you'd be surprised. Actually, I don't know. You probably live in a city yourself. <laughs> Unless you're out in the stick somewhere or this is like, you know, the Mars 2 project and you're hurtling through space at the moment. You probably live in a city yourself. And um, like people, they just they just roll up on you and they're in your space and they're coughing. <coughs> And they're blowing their fucking nose and like farting and just like up in your fucking shit. And like my whole deal is like back the fuck up off me. Hey, you get off my cloud. You don't know me. You don't know my style. You know, back the fuck up, you know. And, you know, people just be up in your shit in these cities. Right. And we were talking about that, having a couple chuckles. Right. And she gets all animated. You know, she's like, ah. For fuck's sakes, ah, you know, like fucking, you know, I'd be hanging out and drinking a beer. And I remember people be like walking up to me and getting in my shit. And I'd be like, ah, fuck off. <laughs> that was her favorite expression. Ah, fuck off. And she's like ranting and raving and people are looking at us. But I'm like, ah, whatever, you know, take a good fucking look. Why don't you look at yourself, you stupid yuptard. So um, as we get closer to downtown and towards our neighborhoods uh she's like hey you know there's this botanical garden you want to go check out this botanical garden and i was like uh sure she's like ah, come on let me show you it's a great place so like we go into this botanical garden mean this um you know reformed escort and uh, like i said i'm an alcoholic and um so who am i to judge so me and this escort, we go into this, uh, well, reformed escort, I should say. We go into this um, uh, botanical garden, and we're poking around, looking at stuff. She's like, ah, look at this over here. This is a tulip. So she's, like, she's showing me tulips. I'm like, oh, that's a nice tulip. And she's like, oh, my God. I had never seen one of these for the longest time. Ah. And I was like, what is that? She's like, I'm pretty sure it's an orchid. Ah. So she shows me this orchid, right? I'm like, oh, cool, you know, check that out. And I'm getting, like, flashbacks from, like, in the heat of the night when, like, um, you know, uh, Sidney Poitier goes to check on that fucking plantation owner and he's in that greenhouse with all the cotton and the guy, like, slaps him, right? And then, like, Sidney Poitier, he, like, backhands that fucking um, plantation owner. He's like, The guy's clutching his face, right? And he looks at Sidney Poitier and he goes... There was a time when I could have had you shot. <laughs> so, you know, I'm looking around, getting these eerie flashbacks, and you know. But luckily, I was there with um, my uh, friend in sobriety. She goes, oh, my God, look at these uh, uh, poinsettias. And, um, oh, look at this. I think that's a pineapple tree. And she showed me, like, a pineapple tree or a plant. I don't know what. And then she showed me, um, oh, look at this over here. There's some bananas. Like there was like these bananas growing out of the, you know, this banana tree. And then, um, oh yeah. And then there was like this statue. It was like a cherub, right? You know what a cherub is? Like a cherub is like a baby angel. You know those baby angels? 
they're not quite angels. They're baby angels, and they're like kind of chubby and cute, and they got those like little tiny wings. That's a cherub. She's like, oh, like a cherub. And I'm like, oh, okay. And there's like a statue of a cherub. But like right next to the cherub, which was all like majestic and serene looking, there was like a statue of this goose, this like wild goose, and its like head was cocked to the side, and its wings were flapped, right? I'm like, this fucking goose, right? <laughs> I was like, oh my God, look at that goose. And she goes, ah, a goose. <laughs> yep. And then um, she's like, well, you know, it was a very nice day. It was nice to hanging out with you today. I was like, oh, you know, it was nice hanging out with you too. She's like, God bless and good luck. And I was like, yeah, you too, miss. And then we went about our day. We went our separate ways. And that's like um, the beauty of sobriety, you know, you meet different people, you hang out with different people, and it's all good, you know. And, you know, I ham it up for comedic effect. And like I said, that's how I view the world, whether it's funny or unfunny or good or bad. There's a slight pang in my heart because um, I am embellishing the situation. Of course, it didn't quite sound like... um, you know, Donald Donald Duck with asthma or whatever that sounded like. But, like, she sounded pretty rough, and she was talking some hardcore shit. But, um, you know, that's just a little story that I could tell, and I have a lot of deep respect for her because, um, you know, she has a very real second chance at life. You know, she's telling me about her grandkids. She's telling me about just the life she led on the street. Like, we both lived on the same street, George Street, in Toronto, Canada. That's, you know, they have so many nicknames for that place, man. Hell's Gate, Crack Central. Um, we, I lived in a men's shelter there for four months. She lived there extensively through the years. And that's a fucking pit of fucking doom. It's nothing but mental illness, drug addiction, prostitution, violence, and, you know, we're both out of that, and we're both sober from that, and, you know, we're talking, like, there's a saying there, you know, like, um, are you going right, or are you going left, are you going north, or are you going south, because, like, depending where you're standing on the street, if you're going left or right, um, that's how you know a person's going to go get crack or booze. You know, if you're going right, that means you're just going to the liquor store, just going to the liquor store, as if that won't kill you. But um, you're either going to the liquor store if you're going right, or you're going to the crack fucking trap house if you're going left, right? So we're talking about that. And, um, you know, I just had a lot of respect for the woman. And, um, you know, it's a weird life we lead out there in addiction, you know? Um I'm, I'm not trying to hearken back to it so much in these recordings, but um, that's really, like, you know, I'd be a liar if I didn't talk about these things because <laughs> that's what I, my life was. I'm not trying to get attention or be cute. There's a lot of people, a lot of these actors, you know. I notice a lot of, like, famous people, you know, open up about their drug addiction or open up about their alcoholism. And... Um, It's not, you know, it's brave because, you know, on one hand, who the hell wants to admit their faults? 
But sometimes there's a sense of show business to it where it's like, oh, it's a cutesy tootsy. Oh, you know, I open up about, you know, so-and-so opens up, uh, opens up about their drinking problem. And it's like, so yeah, we heard that um, on the set of um, DBWW, another stupid fucking blockbuster. Um, you ha- you're having a drink drinking problem. Can you um, tell us about your drinking problem? And the person would be like, oh, yes, well, you know, I was in the UK shooting a film and um, the drinking was just getting out of hand. And, um, you know, I um, I had to really, like, search within myself to find, like, what was at the core essence of my being and what it meant to be an actor and fight through it. So I checked myself into a rehab in Malibu. And um, here I am, uh, four years sober, four years sober, a completely different actor, a thespian. And just a really, it's like, shut the fuck up, all right? Like, don't be cute about it, you know? Like, who am I to compare my pain to anybody else's, right? But some, I, some people are putting on the fucking ritz, you know what I mean? Like, when you're in hardcore addiction, that's all you do. It's all you think about, and it's not something that you want to talk about. I never wanted to fucking have to talk about this. But, um, you know, and I ain't trying to be cute, and it didn't add to any artistic fucking motif that was in my head, you know? All it did was just fucking take me out of the game for five years. And, um, you know, grateful to be, you know, hosting my podcast and just fucking trying to get down in general, you know. I met a guy um, that I work with in my my, uh, temporary labor gig that I do to keep my dreams spinning. As I mentioned before, I do temporary labor. And um, there's a guy, um, he stood out. He stands out, you know. Um, He stands out as a really nice person, but he's a drunk. He's always got the booze on his breath. You know, his teeth are starting to go. His body's starting to go. He's skinny. He shakes like a fucking leaf. He's chain-smoking these cheap fucking knockoff cigarettes. And... You look at him and he just, there's like a fucking sadness about him, but there's such a beauty in his personality. He's a funny guy. He's a, he's a sweet guy. Um, the other day he was mopping a floor at this store that I work at him with, right? Doing temp labor. We work at this furniture store doing temporary labor. And sometimes we assemble furniture and sometimes we mop the floor and just clean up. And one day he was walking by like a, a dining room uh, setup, Right a dining room uh, setup at the furniture store, and he takes a glass off of the table and he pretends to ring the mop into it. <laughs> and it just cracked me up. You know, he's like ringing um, this mop water into this fucking, um, this glass. And just like that silly sense of humor that, you know, people should be blessed to have, right? You should never fucking take anything too seriously. Joke around a little bit, right? It, g- it gave me a laugh. It made my day better. And, but the main thing is he has a, a, um, a gentleness, a kindness to his spirit. And I noticed that about him, right? He stood out. And um, as I got talking to, with him last week, turns out he's a musician. He's a bass player, like myself, right? And I'm like, oh, you know, you have this creative side about you. And I didn't say that to him, but I'm like, I could kind of tell, you know, he had this kind of something different about him. He wasn't just like this completely soulless, lost person, right? Well, he's lost. I mean, he's in hardcore addiction. Like, he's an alcoholic. He was shaking like a motherfucker. He went to the bathroom and puked once, and then he had to leave 
work, you know, because he was quote unquote sick. And I understand, man, because I've been there myself. And um, anyway, I was talking with him and um, he he's a bass player. And um, I checked him out on YouTube the other day. And like he was he's a legitimate musician. Like he's played like the Phoenix nightclub in Toronto, Canada. Um, fucking uh, Horseshoe Tavern, various, the Opera House, different venues in the city that are legit. And I saw a video of him playing from a few years back and he was just ripping it on the bass and he was, um, he was playing on a, on a Music Man Stingray, right? That's a very expensive instrument. That's like a $2,000 instrument. So, you know, he's, he's an awesome player and he has a great, uh, instrument like an expensive instrument like he's a legit musician and unfortunately here he is now in this position as a I hate to say a washed up drunk and um you know he just had a lot of good qualities that I want to see him get back to I try to give him a little bit of hope I'm like, oh yeah, you gonna play any? Um, are you got any gigs coming up? Are you playing or what? And he goes, oh well, you know. Uh, <laughs> every time I make fun of a drunk, they always sound the same. Hey, fuck off! Male or female? <laughs> That's how an alcoholic sounds. That's how I'm gonna sound in a couple of years too. By the way, you know, next by the by the next episode, that's exactly how I'm gonna sound. Uh, hi, everybody. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramtram reporting live for duty. Uh, <clears throat> you know, so I'm 31 years old, and this is how I sound. Uh, no, nah, I'm just joking. But um, the guy had a lot of great qualities about him, and um, I asked him, I go, so are you going to be, like, doing any gigs anytime soon? And he goes, oh, well, you know, um, uh, I'm getting a little too old. I'm 57, and, uh, you know, I don't think I'm going to be doing that much anymore. And I said to him, hey, man, you know, that's a beautiful thing to be able to play music. And um, I wouldn't close the door on that too quickly, man. You should, um, I don't know, you should try, you should play. And he goes, ah, well. And he gave me kind of a forlorn look. And then after work, as we went to the bus stop, um, we started talking about um, different venues you know, and uh, he mentioned a couple venues that he played at and a couple spots that he likes to go to, to see music. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, he mentioned one, right? I can't recall the name of the one he mentioned at the moment, but he mentioned this venue. And I go, oh, OK, yeah, OK, I've, I think I've heard of that. Where is it again? Where is it? And he goes, oh, well, it's, uh, you know, it's over here by the, uh, you know, uh, the, the, the LCBO. It's, it's by the liquor store. And he goes, um. Well, you know, that's kind of how I relate things, you know, like if it's by the liquor store or not, you know, that's kind of how I have my landmarks. And I'm like, hey, man, me too. So uh, look under your bed and uh, lock your door and fake a smile. Black History Month is back again. Yay! Thought I'd forget, huh? It's still Black History Month, still black. And um, I was walking uh, over a bridge <laughs> earlier in the week. And um, there was this, like, I don't know, middle, middle-aged white guy. And he's clomping ahead of me. 
and you know clomping through the snow and uh, I'm behind him and I'm walking and I'm in a good mood and you know I'm feeling good and you know I just kind of but I was catching a vibe off of him I could feel the vibe off of him as if like um, you know he's kind of like doing the whole like looking over his shoulder looking to the side thing like oh you know just just casually glancing to the left every fucking five seconds gotta know what's right behind me every five seconds so finally you know he um we're, we're crossing a bridge we're going uphill like up this bridge like uh uh i don't know if you know the gerard street the queen the queen street bridge at like uh queen and broadview in toronto canada for all y'all canadian torontonians we're going over the queen street bridge on Broadview, you know, stop being so fucking white and listen to me. So we're going up this hill and he's glancing over his shoulder at me and shit, right? Finally, he darts across the street, you know, you know, in a, in a, in a mad dash for his life. He darts across the street, right? And I'm, I, I could totally, it was one of those moments where it's like, how fucking dare you be nervous? How dare you? Like if you wake up in the middle of the night and I'm standing at the foot of your bed, <gasps> then you can be nervous. But when we're in public, when we're both in the world that we both belong in, this is our world, sir. So you have no fucking right to be nervous around me. I have every fucking right to be there just as much as you do, you fucking clown tard. You know, check your head, you know, getting all nervous and shit, looking at it over his shoulder, like uh, uh, a black man walking with sunglasses. Uh, uh, and he darts. He makes a mad dart for his life across the street. He risks his whole his own fucking well-being to run out in front of a fucking streetcar to get away from me. And that's like, you know, if you believe that there is um, an issue of racism in the world and you believe when you hear people talk about it, that it happens. Prejudice, racism, misunderstandings of that type of a racial order. That's what I'm talking about here. Like he's getting all nervous and looking over his shoulder. Like I don't have to reiterate the point. That's the point. Don't be fucking nervous. How about this? For Black History Month, all you white people out there, why don't you just admit? Admit black people make you nervous. That's a good starting point. Just admit it. You know, yeah, you know what? Now that that fucking comedian John Ramtran mentioned it, it's right, yeah. Black people do make me nervous. Just fucking admit it. It will make your soul so much cleaner. It will make your mind so much healthier. It's a starting place. It's a hopeful beginning. It's a beginning of dialogue and healing and learning. Just admit it. And then next Black History Month, 2019... You can start doing something about it. But just for this month, I want all my white listeners, and, you know, obviously not all white people are like that, but um, just fucking admit it, you know? Just admit that you have a fucking problem with black people, and then you can learn how to deal with it. I don't know. It's your old chuckle buddy, guess what? Jonathan James Ramtran saying hallelujah on February 12th, 2018. God bless you all. God bless the frogs. And I'll talk to you next time. All right? Good day.